everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Cindy's here. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Sue. Oh, so thrilled to be here. I am Thanks so, so much. excited to have you here. And before we get started, because this is about you, this is about, we have a list as long as my arm of things we're going to talk about, but I am surrounded by presence here. And I just, we have to thank you are our friend, Jamie. Jamie. Jamie, we love you. Jamie, you are such a sweetheart. Okay. Okay. He gave me an ornament full of M&Ms. Red, I mean, yeah, red and green M&Ms. Oh, love them. And cookies. Who doesn't love cookies? And those are awesome. And giant posters. Jamie, I have told you I'm not running for U.S. Senate. I'm not running for U.S. Senate. But he's got this giant picture of me, which, by the way, was taken at a summer picnic that I was at. I go to a lot of them. I don't even remember where this one was. I think it was Columbia Heights. Um, and I think my friend Sue Erickson took the picture. She's a phenomenal photographer. It is a, it is a great picture. We were so hot and so sweaty and so gross and so dirty, but I was so happy that day. It doesn't look day. that way. And, and, and I've got these giant posters, Jamie. That's this big, giant face of me. Stan had to have one of them. <laughs> My dartboard is wearing out. Oh, so. That's what no. I thought you were going to use no, it for. he's not. Uh, Jamie, you are so awesome. I can't thank you enough, my friend. Uh, Jamie's a dear, dear friend. You've known him forever, too. Yes, right. He's just been fantastic. Yeah. Such a supporter. Uh, Jamie, you're awesome. Jamie, no, I'm not running for Senate, but thank you for the words of encouragement. And even on <laughs> Facebook today, Cindy, he loves us. He really loves us. Yeah, well, he's just been such a supporter. In fact, at one of my original, I think it was my original campaign kickoff in Chanhassen, he was there and uh, brought a cake and he actually has um, spent time in the Reagan White House. I know. Yes. And has memories to share all the time. And uh, so anyway, it's just the it's other always poster, wonderful. You saw the other poster he gave me. It was it's got a I picture did. of Melina on it. Um, Melina Melania, Trump. Yes. Melania Trump. Yes. From the, Beautiful. Yeah. 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 From the, the inauguration. inauguration. Yes. Oh, she's so which I was there stunning. and and saw her in person. And, wow. and uh, oh, yes, just absolutely you know, gorgeous. You are such a worker, Cindy Pugh, such a worker. And you know what? Cindy was one of those people who was enthusiastic, energetic, uh, a worker bee, and then finally decided to run for the Minnesota House of Representatives. She won. And you make us proud, Cindy. You make us so proud. Thanks so much, Sue. I mean, I don't invite, back in 2012. I don't and... invite people in here unless I like them. Well, so what that an means honor. I like and you. I really appreciate it. I, <laughs> I know, appreciate right? It. Yeah, 2012. I mean, that seems like so long ago, almost a, a previous life. And there I was, uh, the co-founder of Southwest Metro Tea Party, and had no idea. I mean, never even thought about running for office before. But when the redistricting occurred, my phone started ringing off the hook, people thinking I should run. And I said no countless times. And then the calls came, no, you, you have to run. And there was a 22-year incumbent there, and I thought, well, how how curious that this many people are calling. Well, when I looked at his voting record, right? Um, I I just finally I said yes, I will find somebody to challenge him because he really did need to go. His voting record was not at all consistent with what certainly I would want in representation, but certainly not for the district that I now represent. And so when I couldn't find anybody, I looked and looked. 
and I couldn't find anybody. I remember like it was yesterday saying to my husband, honey, I think I need to step up. And that's what happened. And, uh, you know, won the endorsement. And that was uh, very exciting. And then he filed to challenge me in the last hour of the last day of the filing period. Oh. So that was, uh, it was just, uh, yeah, running, you know, uh, kind of jumping right into the frying pan. And sure enough, I had a primary, my first run, never run for office before. So I went straight to his hometown. I remember that door knocked every door. Wow. And then subsequently knocked every door in the district. So I really had a flavor for, you know, the, the, the district, what my would Where be. Where is this district? Uh, so I represent 33B, House District 33B. Uh, my husband and I have lived in Chanhassen for 30 years. We uh, so I represent uh, north of Highway 5 and east of 41 in Chanhassen. That represents about a third of my district. And then I re- also represent nine of 16 cities surrounding Lake Minnetonka. So up to Deep Haven on the east and up to Minnetonka Beach and Mound and then all the South Lake Minnet- beautiful South Lake Minnetonka area. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome district. So you were at a party last week. Mary Amla had a great party. Oh, Jamie was yes. there too. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. I saw pictures of it. It looks amazing. It was. It was. Uh, Mary does such a wonderful job. I've known Mary right since the very beginning of our having founded the Southwest Metro Tea Party. In fact, she was one of our first first speakers. Um, she's an author of a fabulous book, We Love Our Country, and now she is the uh, coordinator of the Liberty Tea Party Patriots and does an awesome job. They meet at Willie McCoy's right. um, once a month up in the North um, North Metro. And yes, this was incredible. I have the invitation right here. It was entitled Being American. We're celebrating Being American Christmas, Veterans, and Patriots. Love that. It, it was incredible. I brought uh, one of my constituents and very good friend, actually, Fremont's Fremont Gruss. Fremont. Uh, Fremont. Oh. You've met Fremont, I've met Fre- a great man, he, fabulous he man. He is a patriot. Uh, he is uh, 93. He, wow. I met Fremont on the bus uh, in November of 2009, on our way to Michelle, Congresswoman Bachman's emergency house call. Remember that? How three buses of us, and I was on that bus. I went by myself. I met Fremont on that bus. I actually met Mara on that bus, my co-founder of Southwest Metro Tea Party. And Fremont and I have been very close ever since. He is the founding father, one of two founding fathers of Southwest Metro Tea Party. And I took him with me and he I introduced him and then he spoke and, you know, you could just see, you know, tears welling up in many of the attendees eyes as they listen to Fremont speak of his experience serving. And I've had so many experiences with Fremont uh, when I was serving as the coordinator of Operation Minnesota Nice um, out of the Chanhassen Legion a number of years ago. That we were an organization, volunteer organization, that packed care packages for troops serving in Iraq and Afghanistan. And Fremont came with me uh, one one month. He wanted to come with me, and I, I didn't really know why, but I thought it was wonderful, you know, right. that he wanted to come and and just see what we were doing. And he spoke to the group while we were packing, and talked about mail call. And when he was serving, I have the chills as I'm speaking right now. When we were serving, or when when he was serving, how many of the uh, service members never heard from anyone at home and how, how hurtful it was to him 
that he heard from his family and loved ones all the time. But when the mail call ended and so many of his colleagues' names had not been called, how hurtful that was to him. And so he thanked everyone from the bottom of his heart for doing what we were doing. And he just brought tears to every one of our eyes. In fact, I'll, I just could go on and on and take up the rest of the time talking <laughs> well, about... Well, we have to take a break now, okay. so we'll we'll take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk about your kickoff campaign Wonderful. that's coming up next week. And, you know, I get asked a lot of times to come and do MC an event for someone. I just did one for Cal Bar and Eric... Um, Lucero. Lucero. And most of the time I tell people no. Most of the time I tell people no because I don't like politicians. I can count on one hand the number of ones that I like. Um, But I jumped at the chance to do Cal and Eric's. Uh, Cindy invited me to hers. I was so sad I couldn't have because I would have jumped at the opportunity oh, to, to do. It's so close to Christmas, it though. Is. I would have loved to that, pick a different date, but I, I only had two possibilities. Right, right, right. I know how that goes. So we'll tell you about that when we come back. And, and plus, we're going to talk about some things over at the Capitol. We're going to talk about our Supreme Court lawsuit and election integrity. We're going to talk property taxes. We got a list as long as my arm that we're going to talk about. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers with Representative Cindy Pew, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. I am so honored to have my friend, uh, Representative Cindy Pugh, in studio with me today. Cindy, I think you are just a rock star, and you make me so proud of you, and I I can't thank you enough, and I love your earrings, by the way. <gasps> Thanks, Sue. Thanks, Sue. <laughs> well, I, I actually brought a pair for you. I'll I you know. Choose. I can't wait to wear them. Which, which color you would like. My mom makes Red. these little Christmas ball earrings, and... Yeah, this is one of my favorite pair. Oh, I love them. But I love everything Christmas. Everything. Me too. Christmas. I Me could too. celebrate Christmas 12 months a my year. My favorite and, season. Yeah. For Mine sh- too. For sure. Mine too. And I love spreading the joy. Uh, let's talk about spreading the joy. Tuesday, December 19th, 7 o'clock at the Chanhassen American Legion, your kickoff party. Thank you. Well, as my invitation says, tis the season. (laughs) And here we are. But there's another really important season right around the corner, not only for my reelection, but for Minnesota. Um, This upcoming election cycle is going to be potentially the most most important ever. So much going on in our state. But I am having this kickoff um, at the uh, wonderful Chanhassen American American Legion, one of the places that we started our tea right. party. I mean, we met at the. I've we, been there. We many met times. every week. It's just it's just an awesome place. Um, the uh, kickoff. It's a patriotic Christmas party, actually, and my 2018 reelection campaign kickoff. We're just going to have a lot of fun. Um, it's right off of Highway Five in Chanhassen. Easy to get to. Very Super much so. Easy. So, where would people go if they wanted to get more information um, on the, this? The very best place would be my Facebook page, okay. um, Cindy Four. Minnesota. I'm not sure if it's exactly Cindy for Minnesota, but uh, State Representative Cindy for Minnesota. And um, I maybe I, you can put up the invitation on my Facebook page. Oh and yes, then absolutely. I'll like it, okay. And then everybody will know where it is. Wonderful. I'll, I know. I'll do that as as soon as we're done. Okay. Yes. Deal. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So Cindy it's throws be, a heck of a party. Let me tell you. Well, ya. it's it's going to be a great <laughs> a great time. I have uh, we have Santa and Mrs. Claus arriving at seven thirty. So it should be fun. It's definitely a family friendly event. 
Um, it's just going to be a, a great time. A lot of my legislative colleagues are going to be there, as as many as can be, the week before Christmas. Right. There, like I mentioned, there were only two dates that were possible. Right. And this is the one that we settled on. And I'm so, so sorry that you're not able to be there, but you'll be with us in spirit for yes, sure. Yes, totally. And folks, if you can't attend because it's too close to Christmas, like me, send her a big fat check. Just send her money because we have to have Cindy get reelected. We have to have more people like Cindy get reelected. Her her kickoff party Tuesday, December 19th, 7 to 8.30 at the Chanhassen American Legion. If you forget that, go to my Facebook page. Go to Cindy's Facebook page. And actually my website, too. Oh, um, yeah. there's, a, there's a place there that if somebody does want to contribute, I would just be honored to receive a contribution. Uh, Cindy for Minnesota dot com spelled out and f-o-r minnesota cindy for minnesota okay thank you so we had um we were talking during the break here because that's what we do we talk nonstop, and then i say stan yells at us and says we're going let's go and we it's time turn back to our microphones and talk about other things um i want to talk a little bit about election integrity you just made a comment about how important these upcoming elections are and i don't think people realize that people get off your lazy butts and do something don't tell me how busy you are you think i'm not busy you think cindy He's not busy. You think Stan's not busy? Get off your butt and do something. For uh, it, it's an embarrassment that Al Franken was our U.S. senator. It's an embarrassment that Amy Klobuchar's our U.S. senator. It's an embarrassment that we haven't won a statewide race since 2006. Do you, I mean, think about that. You're talking. You're talking almost 12 years. Right now, we don't even have an auditor's candidate. Right now, we don't. Well, we have a great attorney general candidate. We have a bazillion governor candidates, both Republican and Democrat, both sides of the aisle. You know, I want to mention something, Cindy. I know you're involved with Matt Dean's campaign. Yes, I am. And we're not supposed to listen to other radio stations, talk show hosts, but I heard that Matt Dean was going to be on another station with a friend of mine, Mitch, uh, today, and I was driving in my car, and I turned it on, and Mitch did a great job. Wonderful. And better yet, Matt was amazing. Fabulous interview. Well, Fabulous I'll interview. definitely want to go back and listen to that. It's just been oh, a, very, yeah. a very exciting run. Uh, last week at the State Central Committee up in Brainerd, um, uh, Matt won my re- my colleague, Representative Matt Dean. He's just r- s- terrific to serve with, a real servant leader. Uh, Matt won the straw poll. And I, we just had yeah. such tremendous feedback. Um, beat the, out all of them. Beat the, out Jeff Johnson. Beat out. I mean, I, all I've been hearing about was Keith Downey. And, and I got to say, Keith Downey's doing a great job messaging. Sorry, Keith, you're not the guy. You're all words, no action. Well, but um, I will say that Matt uh, just completed with his his intent was 87 counties in 87 days. And he completed um, his uh, race through Minnesota in 84 days. And the, the grassroots support, and I could feel it. Um, at Cragen's in Brainerd was just incredible. And I do believe that the grassroots are going to lift up our candidate, um, Representative Matt Dean, into the uh, governorship. And I'm just very, very excited about his candidacy. And we need all hands on deck. We do. All hands on deck. I was going to respond to what you said, that this is no time for anyone to sit on on the sidelines. You know, there isn't any one of us who can do everything, but every single one of us, every single one of us can do something and that's what each and every one of us need to look for a way to do something and then 
a little something more than we've done in the past. Right. Um, the amount of money that is going to be pouring, pumping oh, into Minnesota can you imagine? in 2018. You know, it's really hard to imagine, but especially now, given the fiasco. Uh, Actually, the embarrassment this, of it's, Al a tr- it's a tremendous embarrassment. And having served um, as uh, Norm Coleman's post-election review coordinator uh, in Chanhassen and recount supervisor and part of the recount, not only in Carver County, but in down in Scott County and then down in the belly of the beast in Minneapolis. I remember that. And that is a that is a race that Norm won, should right. have won. And we started talking about election integrity. Well, if we had the election integrity in Minnesota that, right. we, that we deserve, we would not have Senator, I be, don't believe, we would have Senator Al Franken right now. We, we, I, I think Norm, you're right. Norm won with, you know, your Senator Franken ended up winning after the Norm count, was up by, by 700. Three, and then in the end, uh, Al ended up winning by 312 votes, if right. I'm not mistaken. Right. And so, yes. And, you know, speaking of speaking of this tremendous opportunity before us, President Trump only lost Minnesota by 44,000 votes I to me. Know. When I heard that number, I believe that's the number that that's well within the margin. If you ask me right of uh, lack of voter integrity, you know, potentially voter fraud. We have 4,400 precincts in the state of Minnesota. I believe that's approximately the number that is not that many votes per precinct let's just think about it so anyway huge opportunity for us um so yeah the minnesota voters alliance has been the the voice and the face of election integrity in minnesota and okay let's stop for a second minnesota voters alliance um you guys heard me talk um Three weeks ago, maybe. We're going to the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm so excited. I can't hardly stand it. This is the Minnesota Voters Alliance. It is. I am one of the plaintiffs. Yes. Uh, Andy Selick, Dan McGrath, uh, and and the U.S., the U.S. Supreme Court. Like 0.02% of the cases, of the millions and millions of cases that are brought before the courts every year, make it to the United States Supreme Court. And our, our case is going to be heard, we think, at the end of February. And we think we'll get a ruling in June. Nobody ever really knows, though. So, yeah, I can't wait to go to Washington, D.C. Cindy was just in Washington, D.C. She'll tell us about that uh, in a few minutes. I want to talk about Minnesota Voters Alliance for for a second, because not only did they spearhead this lawsuit for us in front of the U.S. Supreme Court, all the way back from 2010, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars had to be raised for us to take this case um, through up through the Minnesota courts, through the Eighth Circuit Court, all the way up to the Supreme Court. I can't thank the Minnesota Voters Alliance enough. I can't thank Pacific Legal enough. Eric Cardall, who's done a fabulous job. Eric Cardall has a new case right now. Thank you, Eric Cardall, for the for the conservative kids at Edina High School who are suing Edina High School. They deserve it. We'll save that one for another day. But I don't think people realize how much election integrity matters and how hard Minnesota Voters Alliance fights for us. And there are so many cases that they've won. 
that never get the the coverage that they should get. And even when we were going in front of the U.S. Supreme Court, the media demonized us and downplayed us and said, oh, it's just about a, a Tea Party t-shirt. No, it isn't. No, it's, it's not It's about at your all. First Amendment rights. It most certainly is. It's, and, 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 free, and free speech. It's shocking to me mm-hmm. how, how uninformed and ignorant people are that they don't understand what an important First Amendment case this is. And maybe that explains why we're in the position that we're in now. And also to stay the encouragement to stay engaged in the fight because these incidents occurred in 2010. I know. And here it is 2017 and it's going to be 2018 when this this case is heard before the U.S. Supreme Court. So eight years later. But consider all that has transpired within tea parties across the country. Although we didn't experience this um, with our tea party, many of my friends who were tea party coordinators in other states experienced the wrath of the IRS and government. The weaponization of our government against our people. And it's just astonishing to me that people don't understand that. And I don't care if you're Howard Root telling your story about the Department of Justice coming after you. I don't care if you're one of the Tea Parties talking about the IRS coming after you. My friend Catherine Engelbrecht of of Houston, um, founder of Now True the Vote, who was the uh, co-founder or founder of King Street Patriots, what she and her family have gone through through with the again the weaponization of the right. IRS and all, many other many other government entities the tobacco and firearms the uh, the list goes on and on it's it's outrageous it's out, people so this should is a be very furious. very very important case um, it's just terrific that it's going to be heard and, and you know what and, and I'm optimistic about I'm what optimistic. the outcome will be I'm optimistic and hopeful and again I can't thank Minnesota Voters Alliance enough and the Pacific Legal but what I try to tell people when they're like oh you right-wing crackpots whatever i go are you kidding me there are nine other states that have the same sort of overbroad law that minnesota has so it could be it could be um a, a black lives matter t-shirt it could be an nra t-shirt it could be a union a, t-shirt a flag. this could works it, both ways you know, could it be could it get to the ridiculous point where it's someone wearing a red t-shirt or a blue t-shirt right. that is deemed uh you know political political how, because the how, election how, judge says it is absolutely think about that power and control yeah. that that those election judges have had in the okay. past. You were out in Washington, D.C. Yes. to talk about the election integrity task force that's going on. Um, do we have to take a break, Stan? Okay, we have to take a break. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, let's let's uh, talk Great. about that for a little bit because okay. that's super exciting and it is. very cool, too. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers with Representative Cindy Pugh, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show with my friend, Representative Cindy Pugh. Cindy, you were just out in Washington, D.C. And when we started to talk about it during the break, all of a sudden you're like, well, I did this and then, oh, and then I did this and then I did this and then I did this. Tell us about your trip to Washington, D.C. 
it's always exciting to be in the nation's capital, and especially for such a time as this with the the work that Congress is doing. Um, I was actually invited there for a number of reasons. One was through the Tea Party Patriots. They had been invited to a White House briefing. And the were, White House? Yes, and were asked to invite those um, who they were still connected with, who were still in the fight at the grassroots level, um, to to join them. And so I got a phone call and was invited, and it was just really an honor. Uh, had an opportunity at that briefing to meet a number of people, but including the EPA uh, Director Scott Pruitt. Wow. And I was so inspired to listen to Director Pruitt. Um, I think Administrator Pruitt is probably the more uh, accurate uh, name. But speak to what his organization was going to be doing, was going to be you know, pulling the rug out from underneath all of the bureaucracy. And he's done accomplished so I much. Know. It was actually really uh, fun to be listening um, and re- reading reading in the paper and the Star Tribune of all places, but really keeping my eye on what he, in fact, has done since um, I was there. And I was also invited. Stan, let me interrupt you for one second. Stan was saying, oh, Trump hasn't done anything. Trump hasn't done anything. And I said, you're wrong. Oh, He's very, done a lot. Oh, very much and so. And we were talking about maybe taping the show um, right before Christmas so that we could spend time with our family and friends. And um, I said, you know, that would be a good one to tape. I could go through the list of a lot of things that have changed under the Trump administration. And changes the list for is the good. very much so. The list is so long, it may take you more than a show. <laughs> and I'm sure that most of your listeners would be completely shocked and surprised I to know. hear many of the now, items on that fair, list. To be fair, I want a wall. I want Obamacare overturned. I want to be able to Absolutely. do my taxes on a postcard. Absolutely. Um, and, and, I, and I haven't seen those things yet, um, but I'm not giving up hope yet either. Well, I haven't given up hope at all. In fact, no. I remain I remain optimistic. optimistic. I mean, the will of the people will be heard. Yep. And I so I'm we are really counting on Congress to do what they said they were going to do. In fact, one of the reasons that I was invited again was through the Tea Party Patriots and they held a rally. It was it was uh, uh, super. Super fun. I mean, there's huge crowd. A lot of people have the misnomer that the Tea Party is is gone. I mean, these are just great grassroots people. There's a huge crowd there. They held a keep uh, keep your promises uh, rally. I have my ra- one of the rally cards here. That too bad we're on uh, radio, but yeah, right? I know it looks awesome. Can't be seen, but uh, you know, for Congress, we, we the people must hold elected officials, our congressional officials accountable to do what they say they're going to do what they said they were going to do and one of those things is to repeal Obamacare so it's not okay that that hasn't been done I'm pleased to see the uh, repeal of the individual mandate right. um, in the in the Senate bill. I'm hope- which is where it belongs. Remember, because they called it a tax. They did. They did, and I'm hopeful that it will remain through the conference committee process. That's always the really scary sausage making process, um, but. I'm I'm hopeful that, that 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 will happen. I'm hopeful too. Yes, yes. They promised so, us. So while I was there, I went in a day early, um, w- just to create enough opportunity f- for myself. Should uh, we get a call that Hans von Spakovsky from the Heritage Foundation would be able to meet with Dan McGrath, who is the fantastic 
uh, communications director for the Minnesota Voters Alliance. I mean, m- many of your listeners. Right. Dan's will, been a guest on uh, my show forever. Dan, Dan is amazing. We'll remember Dan is, I believe, the president of the Minnesota uh, majority. In 2006, when I ran against Tim Pawlenty for governor, Dan was my campaign manager. Wow. Well, you were you were so fortunate. I know. Um, Dan, I Dan is uh, a, a, a voice for such a strong voice, so knowledgeable for voter integrity. And the presentation. So Dan and I did were granted an opportunity to meet with Hans at the Heritage Foundation, and it was incredible. Dan had a booklet uh, for Hans of all of the cases of voter fraud, the tried cases and convictions of voter fraud, and Hans is one of really three voices in the United States of America. I mean, we just don't have enough people talking about election integrity. It's so critical to the foundation of our constitutional republic. But Hans is one of those voices, and Dan's presentation to him was very well received. In fact, I do believe, I'm very optimistic also, that the Minnesota Voters Alliance, uh, based on Dan's presentation and their great work, may very well have an opportunity to present before the Trump Commission wow. on election integrity. And, you know, I saw... I, I want on that election uh, yeah, well, integrity committee. I'm going to contact Donald Trump and tell him I am available or I'll bring Dan along. It's, uh, there's there's so much great, great work uh, that they're doing and a more, so much work needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan was also at the helm, uh, setting beside uh, attorney Eric Cardall in uh, in, Ra- in Ramsey County, uh, I believe, District Court. I was there for the hearing. And uh, this is a great er- case too. tell it, the listeners. It, it is. Eric did a fantastic job. Uh, Dan has been working just, you know, really at the helm with from a communication standpoint. Uh, this is about the um the statewide voter registration uh roles there the what we get is candidates what we can secure for a, a minimal price i think it's 42 dollars is not the whole list right there are a uh, secret list there is another whole number of individuals that the secretary of state can inactivate even though they've registered for any number of reasons um the list that we get we wonder how many um of the those who have felonies for for uh, just felonies are on that list that we don't have access to you know you just really this is a data practices issue the minnesota has a data practices statute and more of this list should be accessible and visible to the public and that case was and and that's exactly it it's the public not just a candidate it's the public and why does steve simon get to keep secrets well who who gave him the power to decide that yeah well that's a very that's a very good question and uh the and and eric uh really drilled that home uh believe that these uh I believe that the interpretation of Secretary of State Simon is that he may uh, choose to give that data to whomever he wants. I, but there we needs, shouldn't have to there, sue for this, Cindy. There, there needs to be clarity, and this right. certainly should not. I would think, I would think that the Secretary of State's office and the Secretary of State himself would want to ensure that all of this data was visible so that, in fact, uh, entities like the Minnesota Voters Alliance and other concerned citizen groups could be looking to verify that this right. 
that we do have the election integrity that the secretary has spoken to uh, repeatedly. I, I really do challenge that we have the election integrity that um, is is spoken to. There are definitely opportunities for us to improve upon that. Right. What you hiding, Steve Simon? What you hiding? I know you're hiding something. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Cindy Pugh's got more. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers with Representative Cindy Pugh. Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. for tuning in. Uh, I've had my special guest, my friends, Representative Cindy Pugh with me this segment. Um, I I was only going to keep you on for a half an hour, but we still have so much to talk about. You're not going anywhere quite yet. So, <laughs> Very good. Um, and, and Cindy, I know this is kind of a touchy subject, but I think this is really important. We've heard a lot of uh, comments uh, uh, about sexual harassment over at the state capitol. And I'll tell you, some of the things that I've heard from, I don't care, Jamie Becker Finn or uh, Lindsay Port or uh, Aaron May Quaid or some of the others, I just find them unbelievable because I am over at the Capitol all the time. Okay, I'm not a representative. I'm not there as much as you are. But a lot. But I am over there a lot, and I never had any idea of this. The people that I know that work over at the Capitol in St. Paul are good, honest, hardworking people. They are respectful. They are polite. They don't cross the line. I am not by any means saying that these women aren't, aren't, to be believed or that these things didn't happen. I mean, for heaven's sakes, we had two, two, a senator and a, a representative step down from office. So it has to be true. But um, Representative Aaron McQuaid released a statement last week talking about um, relationships in the workplace. And she came out and said the resignation of two such harassers, I don't like that name calling, but the resignation of two such harassers in the Minnesota state legislature is not enough to dismantle a pervasive culture of misogyny. I disagree with that. Me too. Or to end the sexual harassment of women inside and outside the Capitol. Does she live in an alternate world? Yeah, Sue, I completely disagree with that. I mean, I've, um, I've been there, you know, every day during session for for five years, the five years that I've served so far. And as approachable as I am, you know, I hear from from many people on other issues of of significance and in confidence. Uh, If there was such an issue like this, I can't believe. A widespread and pervasive. pervasive. No, I can't believe that I would not have heard um, about this. In fact, as I started hearing about this, thinking, well, I I have heard nothing. I'm not aware of any of this kind of environment there. You know, I served as a manager for Dayton's for 17 years. And the last seven of the 17, I was the general manager of the Dayton's downtown St. Paul store. So I had 400 people in my employee issues like this uh my antenna goes up on any anything like like what we're talking about for 30 years my antenna goes up when i hear something bad and so in in fact um i i really find that that is uh a, a far cry from the reality of what may be um occurring i i certainly disagree with that uh broad characterization of the environment this pervasive environment at the capitol no 
It's yeah. And and I it it bothers me because I know some really good people who work over there, hardworking, trustworthy, Absolutely. responsible, professional. Yeah, highly people. highly professional. And they're getting painted with this brush like all you people want to do is run around and have sex with each other well, over there. It's just really absurd. I mean, the guilty by association right. feeling is probably out there too and it shouldn't be. Right. You know, we th- Absolutely not. I completely agree with what you just said. Okay, sticking to more politics. We, we Just last Tuesday, I think it was, we had the state of Minnesota released the 2017 November economic forecast schedule. The Minnesota Department of Management and Budget says projections show a deficit of $188 million, which, by the way, that's for the current biennium. If they add in the $114 million to pay you guys for the legislative budget oh, for that Dave line item vetoed, it actually equals $302 million. This is so ridiculous, Cindy. First of all, they spent too much money. The bottom line is they spent too much money. But this was a politically shaded forecast that is so ridiculous. And I could not believe uh, how Governor Dayton jumped on it, how MMB jumped on it. Every Democrat jumped on it. So ridiculous. Well, uh, I, I don't have the specifics, but it, as as I recall, the projected growth is not at all reflective of right. what uh, what the what the GDP growth is in 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 the United States. And frankly, Minnesota is poised to do very very well. So, I mean, this is this is not reflective of what what is going to happen. It is so I don't believe ridiculous. It is. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And if I heard one Democrat, I heard 100 Democrats that came out and said, oh, look at that, just one year in the majority, and they got rid of a $2 billion surplus. Now it's going to be a 500 and whatever million dollar. And, and, and Cindy, you know as well as I do, there are pots of money floating around all over there, including almost $2 billion in a rainy day fund. There are pots and pots and pots of money, $188 million out of a out of a 46 and a half, 47 billion dollar budget is pocket change to Mark Dayton. Well, I, um, and I don't mean that just because he's rich. I mean it because he's the governor. I don't disagree that we have overspent. And, uh, you know, when I think about uh, back to 2011, when I was an activist, that budget cycle, I remember standing on the steps of the Capitol wearing my not a penny more button. Right. You know, remember? And and so that was a $34 billion budget at the time. And here we're over 40. Wait, repeat that? $34 billion. It was not a penny more. (sighs) $34 billion. And that was... That was in 2011, and so fast forward to 2017. That's only six years, three biennia, and here we have oh, you know 46 billion dollar budget. So Insanity. clearly, it's clearly the spending. Government, it is this. It is the spending. Clearly, government isn't living within our means and must like our hardworking, overtaxed. Uh, citizens of Minnesota are, you know, I represent one of the highest tax districts in the state of Minnesota. And so every time government decides to spend other people's money, which fortunately, I mean, fortunately, you know, it's all Minnesota can do. We don't print money like the, like the federal, thank goodness, like the feds do, but it falls disproportionately on the shoulders of, of my constituents. 
So, yes, we are spending far too much, and we do need to look for ways to change the trajectory. Uh, fortunately, we have the opportunity in 2018 to le- elect a conservative governor, and that, oh. will be, that will be the opportunity that we realistically have to change the trajectory. And Minnesotans can't wait. I will um, repeat again, folks, all hands on deck. I don't think you realize how important this 2018 election is. I don't think you realize how important mm-hmm. it is that we elect people like Cindy Pugh. We elect people like Cal Barr. We elect good conservative people who actually pay attention to what's happening with our money. But then we have to take it further. We've got every statewide office is up for election. We've got every U.S. House seat is up for re-election or election and re-election and some of those seats are heavily targeted jason lewis he's gonna there's gonna be money pouring into cd2 and and cd3 as well in a big way eric Eric, i'm kind of irritated with you again eric paulson you're not exactly making us proud well i'm in cd i am in as you know in cd3 and you talk about targeting and something i neglected to mention but i would like to at this time is there are 12 of our seats of the 77 majority that we have in the Minnesota House of Representatives that, in fact, we won our districts, but so did Hillary Clinton. And in my situation, um, I won my district with 61% of the vote, but Hillary Clinton won uh, my district. Not only Chanhassen, but my district as in, in wow. entirety. So we're going to be targeted. So I am going to be targeted. And, you know, this is the this is a big part of the reason why I made a decision to launch my reelection campaign in in 2017 for right. 2018. Because I'll come it's, out and door knock. Oh, well, that's wonderful. I'm and I love to door knock. Door-knocker. I love I'm, to door knock. Too. And I'm always on my best behavior when I'm door knocking. It's, for someone it's just else. a great way to hear uh, to not only meet people that I haven't had a chance to meet personally before but to just know uh what people are thinking and to you know when i think of this again let me let me get this straight cindy okay in the minnesota house of representatives there's 134 of you so 77 of you are republicans and and 57 are democrats are democrats so how many people 12 of you one republicans one but Hillary won, too. But Hillary won our district. And so the chair of the DFL party has specifically been quoted as saying that we are all going to be targets. And when I think about all of the millions, you know, potentially tens of millions that are going to be pumping into our state from out of the outside of the state of Minnesota, right. especially into the third congressional district to hopefully take out congressmen like 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 mine, uh, Congressman Eric Paulson, it wouldn't take that much more potentially right to target those of our seats um to take out especially a conservative republican like myself so right right i'm there i got your back cindy awesome and you know who i'm so excited about lalani um is running for the seat that sean just resigned from love lalani met her well many times but she almost won that in the last election she came very close in in that you know in, lalani i do don't know you? lalani she came very close in that I district have her on my and show. and yeah 
That's wonderful. I'll door that, knock for her, too. That is just wonderful. And I understand there's a, a special election, and it might be a February primary. 12. Is that a yeah. primary of well, sorts? Well, Denny or? McNamara, go away. Go away, Denny McNamara. You've done enough damage. Go away. Well, so February 12th, and that's coming up, you know, before we know it. Yeah, Lalani, I'm in. I'll help you. And I just met another uh, a person who's going to run against Randy Jessup. He's in Randy Jessup's in Moundsview, Shoreview. He's an area. awesome oh, he has done such a wonderful job a little stronger um i i i love him though i think he's so great and i'm gonna door knock for him too wonderful and again i'll be on my best behavior because if if i'm a candidate and i tell someone to bite me it's one thing but i will never do it when i'm door knocking (laughs) for for somebody else oh man okay cindy let's tell them about your party one more time here because we only have like a minute left um, your party is Tuesday, December 19th, 7 to 8.30, Chanhassen, American Legion. You can go to Cindy's Facebook page or my Facebook page. We'll both have it up. Um, or cindyforminnesota.com. I don't have the invitation up there, but that's where someone could make a donation. My Facebook page, uh, Cindy for Minnesota. The invitation is there. I'll get I'll get the invitation to you ASAP, and thanks so much. And Cindy throws a heck of a party. And Cindy, you make us proud. I am I am so thankful to have people like you over there, people who Thanks, aren't Sue. afraid to stand up. And I'm glad nobody else in your district wanted to run and you had to step up and run. I think that's awesome. Well, it is what it is, what it is and I, I'm so honored and uh, it's a, a privilege to serve. All right, everyone. Uh, Cindy and I are done for the day. Tune in to Stan's show. Stan, what's coming up on your show next? Got a bunch of new regulations. Imagine oh, that. Shocker. Yep. Uh, we're going to travel <laughs> northwards and we're going to talk even a little bit of motorcycles because the big motorcycle show is going on. I saw the picture you put up on Facebook. People follow Stan, follow his outdoor show. It's, it's always really interesting. Okay, we got to go. We'll be back next week. Thank you to Cindy Few. Thank you to Stan, Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, Twin Cities News Talk dot com